You're listening to the Mildly Controversial Podcast. My name's Mike and this is Baz. Say hello, Baz. Hello, Baz. Don't forget to like, subscribe and share. If you enjoy this, share it with your friends. If you don't like it, share it with people you hate. Coming up on this week's show, when you do a video and you end up with this massive burrito, um, who eats it? Is it you? Do- I eat half. I always cut it in half. You see, that's the reason why. It's to a show the cross section and B so you can only bite into one bit and enjoy that bit, but the other half is untouched, ready for someone else to come pick up. Who regularly is queuing up for those things then? Well, I will give the cleaner a bag of food every week when she comes on a Wednesday. Can I be your cleaner? <laughs> if you're on a flyover from Ireland. I know we're paying in cash. I'm just on page in fat burritos. We were talking about uh, death row meals the other day and a mate's girlfriend says, oh, my death row meal would be pasta arabiata. And I was like, well, maybe you deserve to die then, you know? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's something that's sort of etched in my memory as being... Yeah, one of the greatest days yeah, as, a, as a 10-year-old going to watch Star Wars in the movies because it was the biggest thing in the world. But then ABBA, the movie, came out that year. I thought it was better. So you can't really argue with anything else, can you? Fucking <laughs> hell, this could be the moment I kick Buzz off this podcast. <laughs> Fucking hell, what? ABBA, the movie, was better than Star Wars. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Mildly Controversial Podcast. On this week's episode, we have a special guest. We have Ollie Patterson, uh, who you may know better as El Burrito Monster on uh, on all of the socials and that. Um, first thing, um, Ollie, is uh, congratulations on 400,000 on, uh, on Instagram. Thanks I've very much. I've just noticed that's happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 400,000 on Instagram and 100,000 on YouTube now as well, so... I think that's mad, mate. I might be able to get myself a YouTube plaque, which a uh, twelve-year-old me would be punching the air right now, going, "Ah, oh. forty-eight-year-old well, me is punching the air for you, pal. Don't worry about that. That's amazing, awesome, great work." So, um, for people who don't know um, uh, Ollie's work, we'll kind of fill in the blanks of how you got here. Uh, Baz met you um, the other week. Um, when you, uh, when the two of you were at um, a schmoozy creators uh, piss up, um, <laughs> that I had massive FOMO because I couldn't make it. But anyway, so um, since then I've had a quick look at all your stuff and uh, and I love it. So that's a good thing. So I don't have to lie and say that I enjoy <laughs> your stuff because it's really really good. So um, do you want to kind of talk people through what what your thing is? Yeah, well, my username is uh, El Burrito Monster, uh, mainly because I went to Mexico when I was 11 and I came back and I got a PlayStation for Christmas. And I was like, what should my PlayStation username be? Oh, I'll call myself El Burrito Monster. So then when I started making food videos on the internet, I was the people were like, where are the burritos? So I was like, oh, I better start making burritos as well, I guess. Um, well, so I make Indian, British, Mexican, Italian fusion foods. Basically, I try and invent new stuff that n- has never been seen before. Um, uh, today, I made a tiramisu burrito inside a giant crepe. <laughs> wow. Um, that sounds amazing. Yes. Can I ask a question, though? So what, what led on to, the, like, because you make giant burritos, don't you? Yeah. Like things, because the, thing, the first thing I said to you is, literally, how do you get all that stuff in a burrito? And you said, well, I've got massive, I've got massive wraps. But even so, some of them are absolutely enormous. Yeah, I mean, uh, sometimes I can use more than one wrap to make them extra big. But yeah, basically, I, I, I started making burritos and having to put two of the supermarket ones like, side by side just to get a reasonable amount in. And then I found some really good ones on the internet and... Uh, and for some reason, no one else knows they exist. And I, I tell people, yeah, you can get bigger wraps on the internet. 
And uh, they've now bringing them into stores as well, so people can get big wraps in stores. But I sort of jumped on a trend and a niche, and it sort of sort of carried me through to social media fame in a way. Um, <laughs> now it's my job. So <laughs> who'd have thought? That's amazing. Being a chef is that a just a passion of yours, or is that is that what you're trained in? Is that what you do for a living, or did for a living before you became a, a full time influencer? <laughs> well, I got an A, a star <laughs> in uh, food nutrition at GCSE. Uh, nice. <laughs> Nice. Uh, and then uh, went to uni to do maths. Uh, but then I got to uni and realised that actually I don't really like maths that much. Um, so while all my mates were at lectures, all my housemates, I just sort of cooked up a storm and they got back from lectures and I cre- created a sort of feast for them. Uh, we had a shared house budget for our groceries. So I just basically skipped lectures and cooked instead. Um, came out of uni with a tutu because I didn't do any work. And then was like, right, what do I do now? All my mates with their maths degrees and their two ones and firsts are off getting these big jobs in the city. And I'm there like, oh, I can't get any half-decent jobs that I want to get uh, without sort of applying to hundreds. Uh, and then somehow, you know, I was in lockdown. I was working a pretty average office job just to pay the bills and take the time over. And then just was like, you know what? Let's, let's give that a go. Try that full-time. Um, and, you know, it, it is a business and it is like a job. It feels like a very weird job. And it's a lot funner than most jobs, but... It is like a job in many ways, and there are a lot of similarities and a lot of differences, I guess. I was going to say, it's, it's a job if you do it successfully, because uh, <laughs> I think me and Mike have discussed this before amongst ourselves, at some point where we may have gone full-time influencer, at some point we just said, it's a lot of fucking hard work, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got to make a lot of strategic decisions to make yourself as marketable and like brand-friendly, per se, as possible. So like I, there's many conscious decisions that I make nowadays to be like, oh, I can't really make that video because it's a bad look for this brand or you kind of, mm. and the great thing about food is it enables you to sort of get views and get growth on social media without having to do anything that sort of treads the line of controversy. Like a lot of people struggle with that because they have to sort of, you know, most things that are funny aren't the most PC things in the world. So if you're a comedian and you're trying to be funny, it's hard to be funny and brand friendly. And most brand friendly comedians aren't that funny. <laughs> True enough. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we've never been sponsored, Buzz. Yeah. Well, and look at us. Because we're really, really funny and we talk shit and um, a lot of brands wouldn't touch us with a barge pole, I think is the, uh, I think is the, main, uh, the main take out from that. I wanted to, just, I wanted to touch on quickly, though, the, like the Gordon Ramsay thing, because I saw the thing the other day where he was, he, he'd, he'd like stitched a video with you. And I think he's, I think he's done a few with you, hasn't he? Yeah, he's done four videos over the past three years or so. The first two uh, absolutely roasted me, and the second two complimented me. So uh, he's gradually grown on me as time's gone on. Um, <laughs> well, you've grown on him. Oh, I've grown on him, yeah. Um, <laughs> but And he, he, followed, he followed me back uh, on the third duet he did with me. Uh, so I dropped him a message saying, oh, Gordon, if you're ever in London with a free hour, I'd love to make you a Wellington. And uh, he ignored me, obviously. The man's the busiest <laughs> man on the planet. Like, he's not going <laughs> to make time for old El Burrito monster, is he? <laughs> well, um, before we get on to um, actual mildly controversial opinions, there is something that I've noticed um, in, in uh, a few of your videos that I've looked. There is something that um, is mildly controversial to do with uh, to do with cookery and it's msg yeah i've noticed you f- f- throw on the msg and there's a bunch of people in the comment section don't like it yes um so i've got two questions um one is um do you do that 
deliberately to wind people up because we all know that interaction in comment sections gets you uh, gets you plenty of clout. Or is it because you genuinely uh, believe and love um, MSG? Um, and then the second one is, all these people saying it gives you heart palpitations and stuff, that's bullshit, isn't it? So there are the two questions. Well, the great thing about MSG is it's a win-win by using it because I can use it in food. And A, my food tastes great. And B, I get more comments and engagement from it. So it really is a win-win. <laughs> um, and, and also, I just kind of like, just try, I'm trying to dispel the myths because people still believe that it's really bad for you. Well, actually, mm. it's just consumed in moderation, just like salt. It's no worse for you than salt. In fact, I mean, many studies say it's better for you than salt because you can use less of it to get a more salty flavor. So if you like that kind of flavor in food, mm. you're better off using MSG. So it's sort of a, it's a win-win there. And yeah, the heart palpitations thing, uh, basically, every single older family member in my life is anti-MSG, and I always trick them into eating MSG. And my mum my says, oh, yeah, I feel really sick after eating MSG. And I started putting it in her food, and she's like, oh, this is really tasty. What have you done differently this time? MSG. <laughs> <laughs> and, and no, yeah, when she doesn't know it's there, she just thinks it tastes nice, and she has no reaction to it, no sickly flavour. So it's all placebo effect. When I first read that, it's like it gives you heart palpitation. I mean, there's loads of things about food that people say, oh, you know, you shouldn't have too much salt, you shouldn't have MSG. This MSG gives heart palpitations things. First time I've ever heard of it, but pretty much every meal in the Chinese diet has got MSG in it. So surely they can't all be having heart palpitations at the same time. Well, that's the thing with MSG being associated with takeaway Chinese food in the UK. Do you know what else takeaway Chinese food in the UK contains a lot of? Fat. Um, so yeah. it's the fat in the food. And then people eat a, a, you know, an exorbitant amount of fat because everything's fried in loads of oil. Uh, and then they're like, oh, why do I feel a little bit funny? Must be the MSG. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not the atrocious amount of carbs and fat that they're eating. But yeah, that, that, that's my... But- thinking but look i mean there's 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 loads of all this shit like, I, I can't be asked with it. it's like because you, you you'll read one week and there'll be a clickbait headline in a in a, a article on the telegraph on a mail or something that one week will tell you that one glass of wine is the best thing ever and then it'll tell you the week after that if you have a glass of wine a day you're basically trebling your chance of dying <laughs> And, and and then there's this whole thing of like you know or oh, sausages sausages and bacon apparently are the most evil thing in the world because it doubles your chance of bowel cancer or something. But it's like, what they don't tell you is it, it it'll take it from one in six hundred thousand to one in three hundred thousand. I think you're all right. Do you know what yeah. I mean? but there'll be plenty of stuff, like all these people who are going. Oh, I don't eat sausages or bacon because they're really bad for me. And then they'll be absolutely shit faced at the weekend. And that's going to do you a lot more damage, let me oh, tell yeah. you, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, my policy is to avoid, try and avoid the things that are obviously bad for you, but stop watching the things that are maybe kind of bad for you, but not, it's not really proven. So a good example as well is uh, the old uh, Pepsi Max, which is full of aspartame. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's not any definitive proof that aspartame is bad for you. And, you know, you've got to have some pleasures in life, right? So, you know, until it's proven that it's bad for you, I'll happily keep chugging away. And I'll probably get through about a bottle of this a day. Um. <laughs> well, well, well do, you know, do you know what you're safe? Because um, I read something that said that um, when they're talking about it can be really bad for you, that I think it's something like you've got to have like 29 or something cans so 36 a day. cans a day was the start. Yeah, yeah, 36 cans a day every day for it to get into oh, danger levels. I'm in trouble now then. I think, I think we're all all right. Well, Baz, Baz, that's the least of your worries, sunshine. Fucking well, hell. Look, I, I grew up uh, with a, a Malaysian mother that when she used to cook food, she used to put MSG in with, with a shovel. 
I, so literally, I grew up never knowing there was any any difficult with it. So when it first came on the you know on the news saying, "Oh, don't have um, don't have too much MSG," I was like, "Well, that's being unfucked then." <laughs> <laughs> well, you're very very old, Baz. So you're you've proven that it's bollocks. I, yeah, you live longer on it. I'm just I'm just well, telling you, people you must do it. It must do you good. I think that's the official line of this podcast. Then, yeah, is um, in a in, we've got scientific proof, living scientific proof that MSG makes you live longer. <laughs> be- you because the amount of other stuff you do, Baz, you should be dead by now. So it yeah. must be the MA- MSG that's keeping you alive. Well, there ain't no MSG in rum, I'm telling you. Well, anecdotal <laughs> evidence and things being good or bad for you is never the best either. Really, I mean, I remember being a teenager saying. Oh yeah, I, I yeah smoking a few cigarettes with, with my mates and stuff, and I was like, oh, there's no way it's gonna be bad for me. My grandma's been smoking for fifty, sixty years, and she's never had any health problems. And I was like, I used that as a justification at the time. Uh, I yeah. wouldn't tell you how it ended with my grandma, but uh, I decided to quit, quit smoking a couple <laughs> years later. <laughs> <laughs> That's always the one in it. Everyone says that. It was like, oh yeah, my grandmother died at ninety, and she used to smoke sixty a day, and she used to drink whiskey. Oh, I must be all right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then. All that scientific. <laughs> All that scientific stuff's bollocks because your gran says it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> right then. Okay, so um, the mildly controversial podcast. So we're going to um, we're going to ask you, Ollie, to give us your mildly controversial opinions. And what the way this works is, um, we get very judgmental from here on in. And uh, you let us know a mildly controversial opinion that you have. Uh, we'll have a discussion about it. We'll let you uh, say your case. Uh, we'll have a quick chat about it. And then uh, Baz and I will decide whether it, uh, it is officially adopted or rejected as, um, as truth by the Mildly Controversial podcast. Deal. So where do you want to start, mate? What are you going okay, with? I'm coming with a strong, I'm coming hard and fast with this one. And a lot of people are going to disagree with me, but I'm going to stand by it. Because a lot of people love to slag off food in the UK, but my contra- mildly controversial opinion is the UK has the best food in the world. <laughs> oh, strong. Plead your case. Come on, let's, uh, let's hear what you got. And I'm not talking about traditionally British dishes. I'm talking about the food available in the UK. Uh, because we, we may not have a strong history of super flavoursome food that goes past 50 years or so, like many other countries do. But what we do do is we amalgamate other people's food, other cultures' food, wonderfully. And the fact that in the UK you can get like really high-quality dishes from pretty much any country in the world. No other country has that variety the same way we do. Go, I've been to many countries and tried out many different types of restaurants, and you don't get the same variety of all cuisines to the quality that we do it. So people can jibber-jabber on about the British cuisine being awful. But maybe the reason why we've got the best food is because our cuisine is so bad that we've got to get everyone else's cuisines and enjoy it and make it better. Well, that's a strong, um, strong argument. I'll, I'll jump in, Baz. Um, I've, been to, I've been to other countries, like particularly the States. Um, Baz always gets a bit twitchy when I slag off the States because uh, it's half our <laughs> listenership. So it's, it's, it's always a bit of a danger. Um, but yeah, I hear all the time, about uh, Americans going like, oh, your food tastes nothing and all that kind of... T- and it's just, it's just bollocks for exactly what you're saying in that um, because we are a genuinely multicultural society, we've taken the best bits of all of those cultures. So um, I've, been, I've been away in, in the States and there's other countries as well where you just can't get a decent like Indian takeaway or Thai or something like that. Whereas here, you've got all of those things and... Um, all of those influences, because they've been around for like 20-odd years, they've had influence on British 
food and British chefs. And and here's one as well. So I think you'll you, you'll guess that I'm on your side on this one. Um, but there's a shitload of British chefs have got Michelin stars. So our food can't be that bad if the people who are making it are getting Michelin stars. Well, I think we're ranked six in the world for number of Michelin star chefs. Um, I think it's, it's, it's Japan and France at the top. I think we're number six. Um, oh, speak, speaking of France, though, that's a bloody... I mean, I don't know if... I'm going to lump this into the same opinion. Is The French bloody claim the sort of superiority of food in Europe or the world. And that's a load of rubbish as well. So I'm going to throw that into the same opinion, is that bloody French. It's, it's overrated cuisine. Oh, let's just put a load of butter and cream and stuff and call it nice. Any country... Um, who regularly eat snails and horse can just pipe down a bit when they're talking about the quality of other countries' food. <laughs> well, the thing is, people say, oh, yeah, snails taste really nice. They've got loads of garlic butter in them. No, the, the, the garlic butter tastes nice. The, sna- the snails are just a vessel as an excuse to cover it up and try and make it edible. And, yeah, garlic snails, they are nice, but it's not because of the snails. Yeah. No, if they were that nice... You just literally sear them off. Sear them off, or maybe maybe a bit of MSG, <laughs> a bit of MSG, <laughs> or you just like smoke them or something like. Oh, they're lovely, aren't they? No, you wouldn't have to. Go- yeah. Now, me and Baz had this debate with Tofu, um, <laughs> but Baz was a um, Baz at the time was a non-meat eater, and uh, we would just say Tofu's a load of shit because everyone says, "Oh no," but if you put this flavour and that flavour with it, it's really nice. It's chilly with like, you, isn't it? Yeah. Fucking hell, a shoe would be nice if you put the, if you put nice stuff on it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Well, with vegan food, you need to be a bit more creative to make it flavoursome. Like with, with meat, you can just put bacon in a pan and it's going to be nice. Whereas that's the thing. When you're a vegan, you've got to make compromises and you've got to flavour your food differently. Exactly. And that's why the baby Jesus gave us those animals. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the food in the States is great, but it's not, it's, it's, it's not rocket science. Do you know what I mean? It's just massive plates of really fatty, salty food, which is, you know. Yeah. We love it. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, don't get me wrong. Um but there's a reason that country's waddling around. <laughs> I've got bad news for you. We've overtaken um the US in obesity now. That's wow. not that's not bad news. <laughs> yeah, that's come on. a win. Well I'm saying you know, for years and years we've been we've been we've been slagging off the US saying how fat they are. Uh, we've overtaken them, especially in childhood obesity, which is something like 60% in the UK now. Oh, Jesus. I can't <laughs> celebrate that, can I? Right, yeah, no. 60%, 60% of children are classed as obese in the UK. I'm going to have to dial it down a bit on that. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> it's probably because our food is so goddamn good. <laughs> it's, it's so bloody tasty, they can't stop eating it. Slightly <laughs> worryingly, there's probably a load of 10-year-olds trying to make massive burritos you know, based on what you're doing. So. <laughs> Well, I, I was a bit of a chubby kid. I was a, probably at many points in my life classed as obese, so it's all part of the game, you know. Well, it hasn't done you any harm, has it? <laughs> well, no, but I, I, if you saw me two years ago, I'd have been six stone heavier. Wow. <laughs> Blimey. Yeah. So that just shows that if you, um, you can eat a massive burrito the size of your head, and as long as you don't eat anything else for the rest of the week, you're fine. <laughs> right, I've, got, I've got two chicken breasts on the side over there from the actual sort of normal food I ate today after the tiramisu burrito. <laughs> so um, when, you do a, uh, when you do a video and you end up with this massive burrito, um, who eats it? 
Is it you? Do- I eat half. I always cut it in half. You see, that's the reason why. So, a show the cross section, and B, so you can only bite into one bit and enjoy that bit. But the other half is untouched, ready for someone else to come pick up. And who, who regularly is queuing up for those things then? Well, I, I will give my, the cleaner a bag of food every week when she comes on a Wednesday. I'll uh, I'll let mates know. I'll put a store up, and a mate will respond to it, being like, oh, "That looks well, nice. Can I have, can I have it?" And I'll be like, "Yeah, sure, pop round." And they'll just pop round and they'll give it to them and they'll reheat it for, for tea that night themselves. And that's, uh... So let me just announce this. Mike's face is, is... Mike's got a question. I can tell. I've got a question. Uh, and th- my question is, can I be your cleaner? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to fly over from Ireland. I don't want paying in cash. I just want, be, be, I just want paid in fat burritos. That's, uh, I'm in. I'm, I'm, look, I'm booking the flights now, mate. I'm coming over. All right. Uh, so, um, Baz, what, what are your thoughts on... Um, British food is not shit. I'm, par- I'm paraphrasing, but yeah. I think that's roughly what we're, what we were saying. I've known for a long time that we do the best food here, and I love the argument with, with the rest of the world about you know, boiled beef. That's yeah, that that isn't what we present here. Literally, like, never had it in my life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, this is what the, this is what the rest of the world thinks that we have is like boiled beef for you know, every every single meal. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I've never gone hungry, and I've eaten just about everything there is to offer in this country. Um, so, yeah, I fully agree with you. Yep, that's rubber stamped. <laughs> there we go. I've got one in the books. That's, uh, that's officially endorsed by the Mildly Controversial Podcast. Um, UK food is much better than everybody slags it off for. Gold. There we go. Okay, I've got what, one locked in. Locked in, that's it. Now, you, you, can, you can go a bit more rogue now. <laughs> okay, you, 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 okay. you've, you've got a banker in there. <laughs> so what are you saying next? Uh, out of the four main forms of carbohydrates being bread, potato, pasta, and rice, pasta is without a doubt number four, and it's not even close. Oh, the, what you're ranking them on? I, I'm, I'm in terms of how, how good they are as the carbohydrate option of your meal. You got pasta, rice, potatoes, and bread, and the four main ones in the UK at least. Mm. Uh, pasta is so easily at the bottom of that list, and it's not even close. I mean, it's like bread at the top, and then you've got like maybe potatoes, and then we've got rice, and then we've got... I mean, the, the top three, they're all great. Pasta, it, it jumps down a couple layers, and then you've got pasta at the bottom. Oh, go on. But, no, no, Baz, Baz you're going to have to take the lead on this one. I'm going to have to sit and simmer for a minute. Um, well, once again, being Asian, uh, rice is the top of my... I mean, I'll, I'll substitute all three of those things for rice. <laughs> so yeah I've had rice bolognese I'll have rice instead of like you know I've had rice for breakfast instead of bread when I'm trying to bolognese cut with bread. rice is better than bolognese with pasta I've also had yeah, that yeah, before yeah 100% agree and, and I'm also just guilty I'll throw this in now I put soy sauce on everything if I have it with rice it doesn't matter what it is but, oh but, I mean um, it's, it's like putting salt and pepper on isn't it but it's like yeah. umami salt so Why yeah I, so pasta is always the last thing I'll choose when it comes to having like a meal like you know, I very rarely have it when I'm out. I very rarely have it when I'm in. Um, but yeah, rice would be the top of that, and then bread and potatoes would be somewhere in between. So yeah, I'd always put pasta forth. And I'd never really thought of it like that before. But yeah, I substitute rice for pasta in nearly everything I eat. We were talking about uh, death row meals the other day, and a mate's girlfriend says, "Oh, my death row meal would be pasta arabiata," and I was like, "Well, maybe you deserve to die then." You know, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like pasta, right? So I am going to have to do some level of sticking up for pasta. But 
anybody who puts pasta or arrabbiata as their death row meal wants their fuck. They want, they want looking at. They need they, the local authorities need to take her name and address and just keep an eye on her because something's going to happen with her. She, that's Honestly. not normal. Honestly, that's not normal at all. Um, but yeah, um, look, I, I am a, I am a big fan of pasta. Uh, a big fan of pasta. I don't know. I'm just thinking. I'm thinking. Would I put pasta above? Look, bread. Bread's bread's bang, bang on. Like I think we're all in agreement. Bread's just bread's phenomenal. Bread is so, great. It's not. It's not even a. It's not, there's no debate even on that one. Um, rice. Yeah, I, I might not put rice above pasta, but um, rice is more versatile. I'll give you that. Um, but yeah, potatoes. I mean, this might be the most controversial thing I've said, <laughs> considering where I live. Um, but yeah, I would put pasta above potatoes. Ooh. And I, I, I'm, I'm, I can say that because I know that nobody can hear I've just said that, by the way. Unless, <laughs> unless a load of people were like flaming torches and pitchforks start banging on my front door now, saying, you're not allowed to say that in Ireland. There's one thing you can um, do with pasta, and that's boil it. Or you can put yeah. it in the air fryer and eat pasta chips. Uh, or, or, or you can make it into a wreath and plait it like you did on one of your videos that I saw the other day when you invented a new type of pasta. Well, that's true. Well, herein lies the problem is that I don't, people seem to love pasta. So I, I was like, right, fine. I was getting loads of requests for a pasta video. So I make a pasta video and it did really well. I think it's like almost got a million on TikTok. It's got a few hundred thousand on Facebook, weirdly enough. And I was like, great. I got a views for a pasta video. But the problem is, is that all the people who watch that want more pasta videos now. And, <laughs> and it's just objectively, for me, I'm, I'm making things, I'm eating them afterwards. I'd much rather have a burrito or a pizza or, or anything that isn't just a pasta to eat. And it was, it's nice. It's not bad. And it, for pasta, it is definitely nice. But it's just, it's still just pasta. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's wet. It's just got a bit of chew to it, but it's not. It's not got the textural or the sort of the. It's not got what I need. It's not got what I need. Yeah, look. Don't get me wrong. Burritos, pizzas, things like that are just they shit on pasta. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm, I'm just. I'm just trying to get my head around this. This. This ranking of of basic carbohydrates, um, and yeah, I, I do. I, I do like pasta. I, I, I do. I do eat pasta quite a lot. Um, yeah, um, mm. I'm going to extend it actually and say I think in the hot, it's, a, it's a thing for me with wet carbohydrates. So it's like it's like a carbohydrate that's wet in a sauce. So that's why, for example, I think risotto as well is highly overrated and one of the worst ways to have rice. It's oh, here we go then. Well, what's your what, what's your opinion on paella? Oh, here or, we go. Yeah, I knew that was coming. <laughs> Thought I'd give it a go. Uh, well, paella is when it's finished. I, well, I, I like to make mine slightly drier. Like you sort of, you've got a crisp on the bottom, and it's got well, all the water sort of left it, and it mm. and it starts to become. Uh, and also, I also actually use risotto rice when I make paella because risotto rice gives a much better chew than paella rice, which ends up being a little bit too saucy. So, paella in a restaurant, I would never order it because I know it's a good chance it's going to be a little bit wet. Whereas paella at home, I know I can do it the way I like it, which is sort of like cook it off until a lot of the water's come out of it. You've got a nice crisp on the bottom and you can get a spoon out, but it's going to break up. It's, it's going to be more dry. So it's like, yeah, 
I cook. I would never order it in a restaurant or risotto. I just you know. need to dip off. I'm starving now. We've just been talking about food. <laughs> Baz, I'm, I'm, look, look. See, what would normally happen under these circumstances, right, is um, the guest would say something I disagree with. Baz would side with the guest. Um, but because there's only two of us, um, basically whatever I say goes because I've got the casting vote because it's my podcast. <laughs> so um, I, I usually overrule Baz and it doesn't... Uh, um, um, but Baz's attendance here becomes superfluous. But <laughs> but what I'm going to do here is I'm going to I, I don't feel strongly enough about this um, to uh, to veto and to use my um, undoubted power as uh, as casting vote. Um, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna abstain from Ooh. this. I'm gonna <laughs> abstain from this one, boys, and I'm gonna let you have it. I'm going to let you take, and that's only because I don't feel that strongly about it. Because, like you say, it, it's it's. Um, you said before of like burritos and pizza and some real kind of feel good, like really kind of dirty food. Um, that beats all of them. So I'd, I'd rather have all of them than than look. Bread is very very good, but than bread, rice, um, pasta, and potatoes. Um, so. I'm going to abstain because I'm not going to get fussy about the order of the four of them. I can see you two are quite impassioned about it. And Baz threw so many racial stereotypes at it um, <laughs> in terms of, you know, I'm Malaysian, I love rice and I love soy sauce. That I, can't, like, I, I think if I was to disagree, I could possibly be cancelled for being racist. So yeah. I'm going to have to let it go. That's the second one that's been approved by the podcast. Well, yeah, you can goose step out. Well, it, it's, uh, it's <laughs> pasta and halloumi. I'm going to stamp them as white girl food. That's what I have them as. <laughs> oh, pasta and halloumi, white girl food, stamped on the wall. Um, <laughs> do you know what? My 16-year-old daughter, I think you've just said two of her favourite foods. So you might, So again, the evidence is there. Not surprised. It's, it, <laughs> this is not circumstantial. This is, you know, this is fact. This is scientific, and it's proven by the evidence. Yeah, mashed so, avocado. Okay, I, mean, I do like mashed avocado, if, especially if it's seasoned. But that's kind of white girl food as well, a little bit. Um, <laughs> Avocados... I'd like, we haven't got time to get into this, but avocados can fuck off because it's. <laughs> you, you might as well sell that in lush. That's not a food. It's it's a complementary food. It's a complementary. Nah, food. It's, it's not a food. It's a fucking beauty product. We need to move on, right? So I, I've given you that one. You've had that one. Is that like, I'm just gonna again? I'm gonna paraphrase. Pasta's shit. Okay, there we go. So it's down on the list pasta. now. What have you got next, pal? I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna jump in with a non-food one this time. Uh, I'm hoping mm. that you have a, a strong opinion rather than a passive opinion about this. And it's, this is coming from someone, by the way, who went to the premiere of the uh, Force Awakens dressed as Darth Maul. Um, wow. And so that's, that, this is the background. So, you know, I used to be in a, in a different mindset. But my opinion is, is the Star Wars movies are just bad movies that are propped up by nostalgia. <laughs> okay. Star Wars movies are just bad movies. That's my. That's my. So, even the original. Or are you saying that the ones that, are, that that since the originals, all of them are bad movies, apart from maybe Rogue One, which is the best Star Wars movie. Right. Can I, uh, while you're thinking, I'm more of the sort of movie person on that podcast. Like I've asked Mikey if he's watched various films, and he, he he's. 
like literally just couldn't give a shit. Yeah, what's a film? <laughs> so um, I, I agree with the, with the nostalgia because I uh, I'm old enough to have gone to watch the original Star Wars in a cinema in you know as, as a child with his daughter. Yeah, <laughs> 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 on my own as a kid. Um, and yeah, for me, because obviously that year it was the biggest thing that ever happened to the world of cinema for anybody who was. You know, from sort of 25 down to like, you know, 10. And uh, I remember get, finally getting to see that. It was like, you know, I joined the ranks of everybody else watching it. But I agree with you. Like, Rogue One is definitely the best Star Wars film. Uh, and arguably the first three that were ever shown were probably the best ones at the time because, you know, uh, they had a bit of substance about them. But the point is, the actual story has been told a thousand times by every other storyteller in the world, right? Well, well, it's not a complex story, and it was kind of just making it up as you go along. But I've got a question for you, Baz, is that do you think the prequels are significantly worse than the originals? Uh, well, as in um, the ones that came out afterwards? The ones with Hayden Christensen and uh, yeah, the, Nic- the, 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 Nicole the three, Portman. Yeah, the, the first three of the next lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's kind of weird because, like, I, I tend to view films individually, even if they are in a series. So if a film's... Like even if a film's well hated, I sometimes quite like it because I realise that it's you know it, the entertainment value's gone into it. A lot of the problem about Star Wars is it's so fucking wanky that people get so invested in it, like it means more than the actual. You know, it's it's not real any of it, is it? And some people treat it like it's the uh, like it's real life. Um, but yeah, I think that I think the three that were made before were absolutely shit anyway. And Jar Jar Binks was probably the worst character that was ever put into a Star Wars film. So. Uh, well, uh, coming from someone who I watched the originals when I was a kid, I watched the prequels as they were coming out, and when Revenge of the Sith came out, I was maybe in year five or year six. So I was maybe ten years old when Revenge of the Sith came out. So I watched them all as a kid. And the only reason why you might think that the originals are better than the prequels is because you watched them when you were a kid. Yeah, 100%. And actually, when you watch them all when you're a kid, you end up preferring the prequels because they're all bad movies that are only a bit able to be enjoyed with the boost of nostalgia. And that's why we all hate the new one so much, The Force Awakens, uh, whatever the other one two are called. Uh, we all hate those because now we're all adults. Yes. Now we're all like, without the nostalgia and the kid factor, they are all just bad movies. And the new ones are probably no worse than the prequels or the originals. It's just because now we're all grown up, we're, we can clearly see how bad the movies are. I'm looking at Mike in the middle going, oh, I fucking hate films. <laughs> no, no, it's not that. I've not listened to a word that fucker said until after he said he was about 10 when the new ones came out. That's yeah. it. <laughs> I stopped listening. I was like, I'm not interested in what he's got to say. <laughs> but, um, the, um, look, I, I, love the, I love the first three. I'm a big fan of the first three. Um, when I'm like Baz says, I'm not a film buff, so I'm very I'm sketchy on the names of them and all that. But the first one with Jar Jar Binks was fucking horrible. Um, and then the 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 one I think, as somebody who kind of covets the original three, the one of those three prequels that I think stacks up against them is. Um, I don't know what the name of it is, but the really dark one that was all about Anakin turning into Darth Vader. Yeah, that was the third one, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, that was very good. That was a very good one. And that was that's that's right up there. It was good because of the cool lightsaber battles, but, but like, you know. Yeah, but I, I, just, I just think, no, like I say, is uh, as somebody who, uh, it, it it took a lot to, um, to impress, I'm, look, I'm not a Star Wars buff. I'm not one that goes to like conventions and shit like that, but I really enjoyed the first three. 
Um, probably in the order of um, 312, by the way, if you're interested. Um, Return of the Jedi was better than the other two. Anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, the, 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 when the prequels came out, I was like, no, this is brilliant, this is brilliant. And then the first one was fucking horrible. Um, and But I, I, I don't know if I've seen Rogue One or not. Rogue One tells the story of uh, how they got the uh, plans for the for the first Star Wars, for the episode four, when they actually got the plans for how to destroy the Death Star. Well, I'll tell you what, Baz, I'm going to go and watch Rogue One. Right? I'm yeah. going to dig it out and I'm going to watch it. Um, firstly, I'll tell you if I've already seen it, because, you know... <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to watch, I don't watch many movies, but I, I always forget what they're called anyway. Um, but firstly, I'll tell you if I've seen it already, and then secondly, I will give you a review um, on the next podcast. So um, I do apologise for everyone who's got to wait with bated breath till our next <laughs> podcast comes out, because you all really give a shit about my opinion on uh, Rogue One. But yeah, no, hold on to your hats on that one. It's pretty, I mean, it's the only one that stands up as being an actual good movie, in my opinion, without having the benefit of lightsaber fights and franchise uh, boosting. It's the only standalone movie that's actually good in its own right, in my opinion. But. Well, I'm, I'm quite controversial in the fact that I quite liked Solo. I know I hate me for it, but I quite liked it. So. I, I, I got bored. I just found it really boring. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what's going on anymore, Buzz. <laughs> right, I'll. Uh, do, you want, do you want me to? Do you want me to, to give the? Uh, podcast yeah, you go first, Buzz. Just to answer this question honestly, first is that if you went to see the Star Wars movies for the first time now, having not watched them as a kid, do you think you'd you'd leave that cinema thinking, ah, oh, that was a good movie? Oh God, no, no, no. So yeah, I, I agree. I, I agree with you on the on the nostalgia part of it. It's yeah, it's something that's sort of etched in my memory as being. Yeah, one of the greatest days of my ten-year-old. Yeah, as a, as a ten-year-old, going to watch Star Wars in the movies because it was the biggest thing in the world. But then ABBA, the movie came out that year. I thought it was better, so you can't really argue with anything else, can you? Fucking <laughs> hell, this could be the moment I kick Baz off this podcast. <laughs> Fucking hell, what ABBA the movie was better than Star Wars? Oh, uh, you were around. <laughs> All this time, two years, we've been saying our controversial opinions, and you not come out with that one. Yeah. Um, no, <laughs> listen. I think um, I think it's di- it's difficult to judge the first three because you've got to judge the first three as the other films that were around in the late seventies, early eighties. There was an awful lot of horseshit around at those at that time. Um, so the, the the original three were groundbreaking at the time, um, in terms of you know you won't think it's a little back on it now, but in terms of you know special effects and storyline and all that kind of stuff. So um, I, I will give it that. But again, I'm going to have to. Oh, I, I don't, Baz. I don't like the person I've become tonight because <laughs> I've become, become a lot less feisty. Um, but I'm going to have to again. I'm just going to have to abstain because. I do really like the original three Star Wars, uh, but because I watch very few films, um, it would be it would be remiss of me to um, to take any or, or pretend to have any level of authority um, on deciding which films are good and which films are bad, because my frame of reference is much smaller than yours. Well, so, I'm I'm, I'm going to say, uh, given um, Ollie's like framework of saying, you know, about the age that you saw him at, you know, I've got to agree because, yeah, maybe I would have uh, 
definitely have seen the other films as being better had I been younger. But I, I wasn't, so I can't really do it. Yeah, but he's still a twat for only being 10 when the new ones came out. <laughs> I'll say that. I'm going to stand by that. Mike's point about them being groundbreaking, if I rephrased it to, if you were your age watching them back in the 70s, do you reckon then you would have gone in as an adult and enjoyed them as a comparison to the other films that were out at the time? Oh, God. Uh, yeah, definitely, because like, everything else is dog shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> There's only a handful of films from the late 70s, early 80s that have stood the test of time. There are three of them. I mean, and you're talking things like, I don't know, like Blade Runner and things like that, but there's, there's, there's only a handful of films from that era that weren't absolute shite. I mean, so you're talking like Blade Runner and Jaws and things like that that have still kind of stood the test of time, even though when you look back, you think, but like, have you watched Jaws back any time recently, Baz? I mean, the special effects are just like, it's like you can all see the hand in the back of it like this. Are you like, saying ah! it wasn't a real shark? Are you saying it wasn't a real shark? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. It's a, no, I, I do think so. But no, like, listen, the, um, the, um, the, the, the official verdict on this is, again, I'm going to have to defer to you boys because um, I don't watch enough films to be able to say, uh, what a good film and uh, what a bad film. Well, is, I think Baz so. has agreed with you here, actually. I think Baz was saying that they do, they are a good film, so, or relative to the time yeah. they came out, so. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So, 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 sorry, I, I was still not listening from when you said you were 10 when the new ones came out. <laughs> I'll go back again. Yeah. So, yes, no, it's not happening. Uh, absolutely not. I'm going to defend Star Wars to the death. Um, and that one is rejected. There we go. There we go. Perfect. I'm sure I'll be able to edit that to make me look less <laughs> like, like a, a dick. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. You got the skills. I'll look smart on that one. What have you got next, Ollie? Okay. And this, it's about uh, meals, and it's specifically the foods we assign to certain meals. Is that <laughs> what's the point of breakfast? There's no point of breakfast at all. Breakfast is a pointless meal. And the foods we have assigned to breakfast aren't as nice as the foods that we assign to lunch and dinner. Let's just skip breakfast, forget it existed. Let's just wake up in the morning, go about our days after maybe a coffee, and then you have lunch, and it's way nicer than breakfast. I'll let the, Mike, Mike's you, definitely. You go, mate. Dinner. I'm writing notes now. No, okay, I've got right, serious then. on this one. So uh, I I don't ever eat cereals, which is you know is probably the most well-known breakfast in this country is cereal and milk. I don't drink milk anyway, but um, I, I probably haven't had cereal for breakfast since I, since I went to see Star Wars, to be fair. Um, <laughs> did I, you have it with soy sauce when you did? <laughs> <laughs> but in fairness, like, I, I would more likely have like rice for breakfast than I will anything else, because I still have rice for every fucking meal of the day, like, even if it's breakfast. I'll have sausage and bacon and rice. Baz, you're doing nothing for racial stereotypes. No, here. no, no. <laughs> I'm not here to defend anybody <laughs> or or push anything in the right direction. You know, I, I am. I eat what I eat. Um, but yeah, so my breakfast when I have them now tends to be uh, a bagel, uh, and more and more recently a wrap, which is um, your fault, to be fair. Yeah, that's what I do. 
<laughs> so yeah, I'm starting to have bacon and sausage and cheese in a wrap these days rather than having it any other way. A wrap is breakfast. just the best way to consume a meal. Like you can hold it in your hand like your hand getting dirty and you can take a bite out of whatever you want at, at whatever point, you know, if it's all mixed through, you get an even bite. If it's all spread out, you can pick which part of it you want to bite out of. Lads, the two of you are talking like this is groundbreaking. <laughs> uh, McDonald's have sold a breakfast wrap for about 15, 20 years, boys. Yeah, not a very good one, <laughs> though. It's, it, it, it doesn't follow the rules of rap that I'm after. It, it, it's it's better than all the other shit that you can buy at a, at a McDonald's at breakfast time. Possibly, anyway. possibly. I've just started doing my wraps. In I'm quite new to air fryer cooking, and uh, I've just started making out wraps and then throwing them in the air fryer. And that's my favourite thing at the minute. Baz, we've talked about air fryers on this podcast. It's yeah. just a small fucking oven. Don't be fooled. No. Spoken like a man who doesn't own an air fryer, because if you did, <laughs> I do own an air, I do own an air fryer, and you can do anything in an air, anything you do in an air fryer, you can do in an oven. Anything an oven, <laughs> yeah, anything can. an oven can do, an air fryer can do better and quicker and cheaper. There you go, quicker, cheap, not disputing it at all. Right, quicker, <laughs> cheaper, better for the environment, all of those things, absolutely. But it's just, it is just a small oven. What brand of air fryer do you own? Oh, mine's a really old one with a spinny thing in it. So no wonder so. you don't rate them because you've got a crap one. <laughs> I've got a ninja, a double, a, a, a two bay ninja. The ninjas, are, ninjas are probably possibly the best. They're possibly the best. They're up there with well, the best ones. My wife bought me uh, the air fryer for, as, a, as a moving in gift to our new house because I've been banging on about air fryers. I said, oh, I've never used one. And when I got back, I had this fucking air fryer with two drawers. I didn't even know what to do with it. And now do you, so, do you use it every day now, I'm guessing? Three times a day, generally. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> do you just do rice in it, Buzz? Oh, no, no, just before we get on, I, I'm a great advocate of uh, of uh, microwave ping rice because it's fucking brilliant and it's so instantly quick as well. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm I a... haven't cooked rice in a pan oh, or even a rice cooker for ages. Buzz, I can. I think if you listen carefully, yeah, you can hear your mum spinning in her grave at that, to yeah. be fair. In fairness, when we emptied her house, she, there were six my, um, rice cookers that she owned. She had she had five backups to the one that that she used. Cause exactly. <laughs> and look at what you're doing to her memory, you heartless bastard. Microwave rice just doesn't taste the same. It's not as good ever. Not even close. Especially the ones in the bag. Tell you what, though, the best microwave rice you can get are the VT ones that come in the little tubs. In the tray. In the little tray. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The only yeah, yeah. things we eat, the VT ones. Oh, are they the only ones you eat, are they? Mm. Oh, they are the best oh. microwave rice, to be fair. Plus, they, you get the ones that snap in too, so they only take a minute. Exactly. Yes, I'm familiar. <laughs> <laughs> There's a song in that, mate. <laughs> right. Anyway, going back to breakfast. Yeah, um, go on. I've got. Uh, I've written a few things down. Um, Mr. Fitness is coming in with my breakfast as an important <laughs> meal. Oh, you've you've got me wrong there. Um, I I I agree. It is the least important of uh, of the three. Um, I often don't eat breakfast because I prefer to do fasted cardio. Works well for me. Um, but also, um, the reason I have to put my foot down and just at least for a minute defend breakfast is. The full English. The full English is tremendous. I know you don't have to have it at breakfast time, so if you take that and have it an all-day breakfast, I'm fine with shifting it along in the day. Um, but it does need a little bit of a shout-out, because a full English it is tremendous. I um, profoundly disagree. I think a full English is a bland, uh, boring, fatty... <laughs> it, may, it doesn't taste nice and makes you feel bad like it... 
It tastes bad, makes you feel bad. You know, there's so- a full English tastes bad. It's just- <laughs> full English was full English was sent here by the. Where's gods. the spice? Where's the garlic? Where's the actual nice flavors that we all know and love? You don't. Eat- you said yourself, if you put bacon in stuff, it tastes nice. It does make stuff. It- don't start twisting your own it's words. It's a complimentary now. food, but it needs something else to go with. Bacon on a cheeseburger, delicious. Bacon on just bread on its own, yeah. Take it or leave it. How do, how do we stand on black pudding? Again, a great complimentary food. Stick it in something, stick it on something, you know, great to crumble on top of a pizza, actually. I'm a fan, fan of that. But yeah, I, uh, but the full English is a bunch of side dishes that are missing the main the main thing. No, they don't, it doesn't have any heading. What, what would make it better? Spice. Let's put, I should put, put it... Put it in a wrap with some hot sauce and guac and scotch bonnet salsa, and then now we're talking. But without all those things, it's that's bleh. not a breakfast. That's not a breakfast. Now, now, now you're back to the lunacy of Baz having rice for breakfast. Well, the most that's important thing of any breakfast is spice um, because it a wakes you up and b sets your digestive system going for the day. Uh, I won't elaborate, uh, but you know, you, you, you know what I'm referring to. A coffee, a coffee and a spicy breakfast will uh, get your metabolism kickstarted in the morning. Oh, <laughs> I'll take a breakfast burger, take everything that's in a full English, deconstruct it and make it into a breakfast burger with spice. Again, the most important part of any breakfast is spice. And then maybe we're talking, but a full English on its own, I will never, ever order that in a cafe. I'll, I'll say, oh, have you, got any, have you got any huevos rancheros? Have you got any... <laughs> Whatever it may be, breakfast tacos, delish. That's not- okay. Well, well j- just to tie up this breakfast thing, um, I was going to be more lenient, but um, since you're st- talking fucking insanity by slagging off the full English breakfast, I'm I am going to use my authority on this one. I am going to like that that completely overrule. I'm not even going to listen to what Baz has got to say. I'm going to completely overrule him and say you're talking fucking nonsense, and that one is out of the window. That's not happening. <laughs> I was on your side initially because I was like, yeah, it's not that important a meal. Quite often I don't have breakfast. But once you started slagging off the full English, mate, <laughs> I, you came right up into my face and, and you've been pushed back. I understand. You're very defensive of your shit full English breakfast. <laughs> my original controversial opinion that I'd written down was about full English as being bad. And then I actually realised that all breakfast is bad. So I, I pivoted. But actually... It was going to be that full Englishes are bad. Well, well I'm, glad, I'm glad you did change it because um, no, I, I, I'd have smacked it out of the park way, way before. And then I, I sat down and listened to you for a good while until I brought it. it, it, it I literally came at you with what you were going to come at me with. Um, but anyway, it, it, that's, the, uh, that's the benefit of, like I said, that's the benefit of me um, having the casting vote on this. Um, he, doesn't he, do, he doesn't do this very often, to be fair. But I don't, I don't do it very it. often, and, it, and it's a bit like you know, on like um, what is it like on Britain's Got Talent? There's four judges, and Simon Cowell has the casting vote. So basically, unless the other three vote one way, he just decides what happens, and that's what happens sometimes. But I, I like do, says, I don't, I don't often, I don't often wield this uh, this authority because I don't like to be seen as a dictator. Um, <laughs> but you forced me into it, Ollie. When are you really making full Englishes, though? Are you making them? Are you going out to a cafe for a full English? What's the, what, when are you eating full Englishes? What's the um, both? Um, we will often have um, a well, a full Irish um, of a Sunday. What's the difference? Like a potato cake with it or something? 
Potato cake, uh, black and white pudding, not just uh, oh, black, yes, uh, yes. not so it's yeah, it's slightly different, but they're all the same. Um, white, white pudding I, is uh, I think it might be nicer than black pudding. Is a uh... mate, fucking hell! Listen to me now. Uh, uh, I, I told you before we started recording this. I'm from Berry. We we are literally <laughs> sworn in at birth to be to, to defend black pudding to the hilt. And if I ever go to a restaurant and something has black pudding in it, I know, as a 48-year-old man, this seems like a childish thing to do, but if I ever go to a restaurant and there is anything on the menu that has black pudding in it, I have to order it. I, I, I see it as being my my, my, my birthright or my the, the respect to, um, to, to my background, um, and I have to... Well, I mean, obviously, the berry black pudding is just a worse version of Scottish black pudding as well. Um, Jesus. The chunks of fat in the berry one are too big. In in Scotland, they grind it down finer, and it's a better eating experience. You can, uh, if you go to berry market and buy proper black pudding, you can buy fatty or lean. You get the option, my friend. I don't want it lean, though. I I I just don't want the big chunks of fat. I want it fatty, but the fat to be evenly dispersed throughout the black pudding. Not these big old chunks of it in the middle. Do, do, do you know? Do you know what? Before we came on, like, before we started recording, you said you'd done another couple of podcasts, but they've been in person. I don't like me and you would be play fighting by now. <laughs> so it's probably a good thing that we're not together. Uh, well, you, you can't tell, but I'm quite, I'm quite largely built. Not, not this angle can tell you. So I don't... No, that's why I said play fighting. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> can I? Can I just? Can I just bring this back to food again? I, I just, I think the idea of any foods being breakfast, dinner, or lunch is whack anyway because like i like i said i i never feel like having like cereal in the morning i'd rather have it at night last thing and i'd I'd, I'd rather have a curry for breakfast or a burger for breakfast than i would any other time of the day to be honest i'll tell you what when i do have breakfast in the morning or i have food in the morning my most common thing to appear in the morning is a pita bread dipped in some hummus (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow <laughs> that is a tremendous um that is a tremendous food by the way i yeah, do I, I love i love like um you know pizza bread or, or flatbread with hummus caramelized um, onion version as well it's my favorite yeah drizzle a bit of hot sauce on top of the hummus as well obviously oh you got to do that oh, yeah you got to do that i mean i'm with you on that <laughs> yeah oh, we're we making friends again now but this is fine <laughs> I thought I thought we were on the same page when we turned up inadvertently in very similar shirts, um, and we've gone back. We've gone back to being friends again now. That's fine. Hot sauce brings us all together. The reason why I eat that is because it's tasty and it takes you about a minute to make. Um, so when I do have breakfast, it's often that because um, I don't want to be sit stood around making a full English for forty five minutes. But let's move on. Let's move on. Should we, should we, <laughs> should, should we vote? Or are you so actually your your foot down? No, no, no. There's no, a, there's, no, no, there's no vote, mate. There's no vote. I've, I've completely vetoed it. I've complete. I've been. I've become a. Um, I've become the person I don't want to be uh, by being an aggressive dictator, and I've just I've just said no. Each to their no, own. Mate. <laughs> you, 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 you had a chance with your initial statement saying bre- breakfast isn't the most important meal of the day, um, which I agreed with. Um, but no, I've uh, I've kiboshed it because of the full English thing. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so, so so you've got two in, two out. So have you got a la- have you got another one? Should we do a food related one or a non food related one? It's up to you, mate. But just just to add a bit of jeopardy to it, this is your fifth one, and this decide, look, like you're either going to go three two up or three two down now. So choose wisely. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I really like I really like airplane food. There's there's something about whatever preservatives they put in that. There's a, there's, a, there's an interesting taste to it. And it just it just tastes lovely, and I think something about the altitude and the way it affects your taste buds. I, I'm I'm actually I'm fine with Emirates in a in a week uh, a week in five days uh, via Dubai going to Bali, and I'm really excited for the plain food because I've not had plain food in years. So I've been flying with Bluey Ryanair, so I'm excited to get the plain food because it'll be it'll be something special. I'm sure I'm excited for it because. People love to slag off plain food. It comes in a little tray. It's like, oh, it's lovely. Love plain food. You get a little bread roll. You can make a little sandwich with it. You can smear it on the bread and make a little... If it's bangers and mash, you can make a little bangers and mash sandwich, dip it in the gravy. Can I go first on this, Mike? Because obviously you'll have to decide on it. Yeah. I fucking love plain food. I'm not going to lie. It's one of, the, it's one of my favourite things about flying. Um, so my favourite ever story about plain food is um, we came back from... Uh, Barbados, and it was like a like a Tuesday or Wednesday flight, one of those ones, and we ended up on this. Was it Barbados? No, it's probably in the states. And we ended up in a bank of four seats where Liz, Liz and I were the only two people on those. And just before, just as the door shut, I jumped over one, so we occupied the four seats, and no one else could jump in and have the one on the end, which is a bit shitty, but that's what you do, right? Best thing about that was we got plain food from both sides. So we got served food on this side for both of us and food served on this side for both of us. The dream. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I, I think I agree with you. I think it's one of those things. It comes those little sort of like proper heated foil things. You peel them off. And, you know, even when it comes up with mashed potato or an, an omelette, they all look the same and they're all the same size thing. But they're brilliant. It's one of my favorite things is just like discovering what what uh, what plain food. And it's like Christmas. You, it's like all the yeah, little yeah. things in the different packets and sachets and they've got a little dessert box with like, oh, that's going to be in the dessert box. Oh. <laughs> and if you travel with people who are a bit fussy, you get to eat all theirs as well. And I'm exactly. And I've got various people in my life who, who can't eat certain things. And I eat absolutely everything. So I'll just be like, yes, I'll have that. I'll have you. Whatever it may be. It's funny, I've never, I haven't discussed plain food with anybody apart from Liz for years, so this is the first conversation outside of Liz thinking I'm weird that I like plain food with anybody else. So, Mike, go on. <sighs> okay, there's a lot of pressure on me now because I'm aware <laughs> that it's too all. Um, I effectively have the casting vote as well. So, um, okay. Um, I'm going to let you know that I fucking love plain food. <laughs> Absolutely, for all the reasons you two just said, it's it's a it's an experience. It's it's uh, if you got served it in a restaurant, you'd be like, "The fuck's this?" But it's just the whole. Uh, uh, I I can't remember the last time I had a bad um, aeroplane meal. Me neither. And it's like, and it might be it might be beef in a nondescript sauce with some rice or some potatoes or whatever. It's fucking brilliant. And the number of times the, the number of times I have eaten mine and two or three other people's <laughs> because uh, uh, and, and you know uh, just I'm just like this is fucking brilliant. And my, the wife will be like, "Oh, that's awful." I was like, "Right, well, chuck it here then." And then the kids are like, oh, no, no, "I'm right. I love yours. I love yours." I'll tell you what. We'll buy you some fucking Pringles when they come round with the, the trolley in a minute. Right, I love all your food. 
and I have all of it. Uh, just it's it's unreal. Even it, there's a little orange juice, with a little peel off lid. Oh yeah, I'll have a little sippy sip of the orange juice. You got a little tea tea pot. Oh, I'll yeah. have a cup of tea with my orange juice. Blah blah blah. blah. Um, yeah. And in fact, we're going oh, we're going to come full circle here because I'm about to concede on breakfast uh, based on <laughs> aeroplane food. Because when I flew to Sri Lanka when I was nineteen. Um, the breakfast option on the flight to Sri Lanka, the connecting flight via Dubai to Sri Lanka, was a breakfast chicken curry. And this chicken curry had the spice level of a chicken madras, probably, as, as we would know in the UK. It wasn't, it was a, some other curry. I can't remember the name of it. It was like a Sri Lankan one. It had the spice level of what in the UK would be a madras. I was eating away and it was absolutely lovely. But I was thinking, bloody hell, there's a lot of white people on this flight and, a lot, and there's a, kid, a little kid in front of who's ordered the chicken curry. Probably, <laughs> probably expecting it to be like a Cormus kind of tikka masala kind of vibe. And there's this kid who's like, mummy, I can't eat my chicken curry. And I was like, right, give it here then. I fucking love it. <laughs> it's going to be a long holiday for you, kid. Yes. <laughs> yes. Can, can, I, can I just pay homage to the, uh, the plane... Uh, the plain food knife as well, because that thing will cut fucking steel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a rule. you got to make whatever plain food you get, you've got to make it into a sandwich with a little bread bun. That's the... Oh, 100%. yeah, yeah. It's the rule. 100%. You've got to. And, do you know what? This is beautiful, because, you know, <laughs> it got a bit feisty in the middle of this podcast, <laughs> but we've got to the end, and it's, it, it's a bit... This is like... This is like nothing that's ever been seen before. The, this is the, this is like UN level peacekeeping, like bringing people together from such diverse um, uh, uh, ways, and um, and I'm 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 stunned that that but just simply by saying that you love airline food, um, you've brought us all together at the end um, in a beautiful, beautiful moment. And on that bombshell, <laughs> that is where we will leave it for this week. On it comes in three two, boom! La, it, it's it's officially three two. Um, um, Ollie's uh, Ollie's had three out of his five accepted. Uh, the last one sailed through. The last one we didn't even yeah. did, we yeah. didn't even discuss our go to vote. It absolutely sailed through. Thank you so much. Uh, for joining us if you want to uh, follow Ollie and uh, see what he's up to Ollie do do it a bit of a pitch now where do people find you uh, search El Burrito Monster on whatever social media you fancy apart from Twitter because who the hell uses Twitter nowadays um, <laughs> X it's called X now yeah d- don't search it on Xbox because you'll find his old gaming thing that he started that, that's where the name came uh, from in the first place pl- PlayStation you know I'm a man <laughs> oh sorry class. PlayStation yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, kind of, what kind of dork you take me for <laughs> <laughs> it's not again it's too late to start another one Ollie we've got to leave it there mate um, thanks so much for your time Ollie really appreciated it uh, really got uh, really enjoyed uh, getting to know you and um, and I love the fact that we've come together and it, it's just been a beautiful, beautiful end. And I cannot wait in two weeks' time to have seven hours of watching movies and eating plain food. <laughs> yes, there you go. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> awesome. Thanks very much, Ollie. Thanks, Baz, as always. And we will see you all next week. Thank you very much, everybody. Goodbye. Ching, ching, goodbye. Mike? Yeah? Do you think anyone's still listening? I don't know, probably not. If they are, where can they find us? Thanks for asking, Baz. That's a great question. 
The best way to find us is to go to the website at daddancer.co.uk forward slash podcast and the links to everything are there.